You are listening to And Press Play, written and recorded by James West. Hello all, and welcome back to And Press Play. This week, I am reviewing I'll Remember You by Bob Dylan, taken from his 1985 album Empire Burlesque. Empire Burlesque is a disjointed mess of an album, to put it mildly. There are some fantastic songs on it, but the production of it is a bit slapdash. There's plenty of things on it which really haven't dated well, and it very much exhibits the worst of the 1980s as a time for making music. I'll Remember You is a love ballad, plain and simple, but it's, in my opinion, an annoyingly controversial one, and I will go on to explain why. The song opens with a piano being played, slow and soft. Then Dylan starts singing, accompanied by a female backing vocalist. Musically, this song continues with just the piano being played until the end of the first verse, where the drums kick in and there is some guitar being played. All instruments are kept low in the mix as to prevent overpowering Dylan's voice. As verse 2 progresses, the instruments gradually get louder, especially the drums and the guitar. As verse 3 comes in, the instruments become slightly louder, but still mainly keep a backing role in the song. Specifically, you can hear the drums slightly more. In verse 4, the music gets louder still, although, again, the music is primarily a backing track, it doesn't overpower Dylan at any point. There is some nice keyboard work in verse 4, and the outro has some nice simple guitar and piano work, which leads out, in my opinion, to a rather elegant conclusion. Lyrically... As with most Dylan songs, there is some great imagery. However, now this is where we get to the interesting bit, despite my love of this song, I find it oddly simplistic in nature when compared to some of his earlier works. I mean, this is the man who writes 11-minute songs like Desolation Row or Hurricane or that kind of thing. You know, he's not unfamiliar with writing long strings of lyrics. I'll remember you when I've forgotten all the rest. Instantly, it goes into the main message. The idea that this woman means so much that she will outlive all others in his memory is a powerful image, and a simple one. I also particularly like the fact that a lot of lines start with you, particularly in the first verse. It suggests a certain rambling quality to the lyrics, as if the singer is mentioning the good points of this woman, as and when he can remember them. Another favourite line of mine is, there's some people there that you don't forget, even though you've only seen them one time or two. This is a simple but elegant line, the idea of some people being so unforgettable that even meeting them once means something. When the roses fade and I'm in the shade, a rhyming couplet that helps add to the romantic mood of the song, kind of gives you a bit of a Shakespearean vibe really, that couplet. I also like the repetition of didn't I at the opening of each line in verse 3. Verse 3 is a bit more of an angry, anguished verse, because he's basically saying, I did stuff for you, why aren't you grateful? It presents this great air of frustration in the song, which is helped by the fact that there's another backing vocalist. Also, it kind of takes the song from being a bit trite to something with a bit more bite, as if the narrator isn't quite over the woman in question. Now, now I've given you a brief overview, we can get into the more interesting stuff, which is, I love this song and at the same time I absolutely hate it. I'll explain why. This song I really, really love. It holds personal significance. But there are some major, major problems with it. The first, and I'm going to present two interpretations of this, the first problem I've got is that the lyrics are a bit trite and simple for Dylan, in my opinion. If you want love songs he's written, there are plenty of better ones. 
You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go from 1975's Blood on the Tracks, which is three minutes long and the lyrics are a damn sight better. Or Sara from 1976's Desire, again, are much better. Musically, he has two of the heartbreakers. He's got Mike Campbell on guitar and Howie Epstein on bass, and Jim Keltner, one of the best session musicians in all of America, as his drummer, and it doesn't seem to add much. He gets three very accomplished musicians, and to a large extent they're limited to playing singular notes with a slight beat to them. It feels like it should be so much more. You've put all this talent in a room, and you just haven't come up with anything that's particularly brilliant. The lyrics feel like they almost need a pop backing, because they're so simple and elegant in that respect. You know, they're nothing complicated. You know, I'll remember you. It's not got any complex imagery. It's the kind of thing that if you almost shove some synths on it, might work better, in my opinion. While the music, with all its low guitar and piano, suggests some deep introspectiveness, which isn't really here. The production on this song is also annoying at times. I personally find female backing vocalists on a lot of 80s hits quite jarring, and it really doesn't work for Dylan. On this song, it just comes off as quite annoying having that secondary voice, because I don't think it really adds anything. I think even maybe shifting where the backing vocalist is to another point in the song, or even on a slight delay, might work better than what he's done here. Now if I could just return back to the lyrics for a second, I do have a contrary opinion as opposed to they're a bit trite, and a bit naff. I think potentially they've been written like that so that they're simple and elegant, but also because, you know, if you're losing somebody, you maybe put everything in simple terms. I think the whole reason why they're as kind of simple as they are is that's deliberate. The narrator has decided, you know, I'm saying this to a woman as and when I think of them, they're not going to be some elegant declaration of love. But at the same time, I do really feel like Dylan should have done really one of one of two things with this song. He either should have kept the lyrics and changed the backing significantly... I mean, he did have people like Roy Bitten, who's the pianist for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, you know, in these sessions. And I feel like what he should have done is almost an E Street Band makeover of the song with those lyrics, change the music entirely, and you would have actually got quite a good 80s pop song. Or he should have redone the lyrics and kept the music that's in the song, because I feel like that could have been an almost confessional ballad similar to A Case of You that I spoke about earlier in the series. To conclude, I am still going to rate this song surprisingly highly considering I've just spent the last three minutes slating it. I'm going to rate it a 4.4 out of 5. I still love it. It is one of my favourite Bob Dylan songs and I love the piano work and the simplicity of it. However, I won't give this song more simply because I feel like with a few minor changes it could have been so much better and it probably could have been one of his finest works since Blood on the Tracks. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time.